you're listening to a beach chair experience don't forget to follow us on all social media at the beach chair experience and if you want to help out the show please check us out on patreon at the beach chair experience hello thank you for listening to a beach chair experience my name is james i'll be your host for today's podcast this is our very first episode and we do appreciate you taking the time to listen we will be releasing weekly episodes every weekend from now on and we do hope to see you guys there now today we are going to be talking about a topic that is very important in all of our communities and something that we have all been dealing with and that is over the last few weeks there has been a lot of protesting and rioting over the George Floyd police killing, police brutality, and just overall social injustice that has been going on in our country. And I think it's important that we do understand that there is a vast difference between protesting and rioting. We have been protesting as a human race throughout most of our history. One of the most popular ones for us here in the United States would be the 1913 women's suffrage protests. And the protests right now are trying to achieve a very similar thing, which is just equality across the board for everybody involved. Now, rioting is the expression of these same sentiments, but turned violent for one reason or another. Now, this violence is usually expressed through damage to property, uh, confrontations with police, looting of stores. And this is it all stems from the same basic desperation. You have to understand that is what the protests are always about. Regardless of the topic that is being protested, we are protesting because we feel we are not being listened to. And the only way that we feel we can change this is by actually coming out, protesting, sharing what we actually feel on a mass scale. That way more people actually pay attention because oftentimes without this kind of grouping of people in outcrying together, we are not listened to as a population and especially for minority groups. This is an especially important tool to use because we really don't get listened to. Right now, what is being protested is the racial injustices that are still prevalent to this day in this country. The killing of George Floyd at the hands of a police officer who is sworn in to protect him, but instead kneeled on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds until he died. Those are the purposes of these protests. However, there has been a media warfare to shift that topic into the riots, shift it into the looting, when a lot of times the people that are actually there to fight for the cause are not the ones rioting, are not the ones looting. Simply put, other people, other groups with interests to shift the topic away from our movement are enticing that kind of violence and those kind of actions simply to move away from what is actually happening. The police have been on multiple occasions recorded enticing violence and trying to promote the riots that they themselves caused by killing an innocent man. And it's something that is completely unjust and it's hard to quantify and understand why it's going on because it shouldn't be that difficult to understand that we are protesting, not rioting, not trying to be violent. And if you look at a lot of the videos, a lot of the people that are doing most of the damage isn't people of color. 
Look at the celebrity Logan Paul. He got arrested for looting. He is a multi, multi-millionaire white man that feels so privileged that he thought that the best thing to do during this kind of protest was to go and use his privilege and loot a store that he had no reason to need to do. And those are the kind of people doing stuff like this. And these are white men and women of racial purposes trying to divide the narrative so that it gets shifted away. And we need to understand the police are responsible for this. We are crying out as a people. We are using the only voice that we can use to try to change what is going on. And for people that say, oh, well, all lives matter and white people get killed by the police, too. You're absolutely right. But you need to understand you need to be mad about it, too, then. You can't use that and say as a way to diminish what is going on, because that is the that is the problem that I see with people saying blue lives matter or all lives matter. You're, it's redundant. It's like seeing somebody with a broken leg and saying, yeah, I got a leg, too. It, it, it doesn't add any actual information or anything useful to what you're trying to. You're just showing that you don't care about that person's problem at that particular point. And that's really, really wrong. And we need to be really careful on how we do those kind of things because it creates a really, really divisive narrative for a lot of people. And the media are pushing this narrative to divide us. I don't know why that is. I got to have a couple of ideas. I honestly believe that it has a lot to do with the people in power and the powers that be. It's a lot of white racist men that are empowered and don't want to give up the grip that they have. So the the best venue that they have is to feed all this nonsense through social media and then blur the lines of what's reality and what isn't. Donald Trump is a perfect example of somebody who's fantastic at that. He puts out so much misinformation that by the time the real information gets out, you don't really understand what you're being told. And that's a really, really dangerous line to play. And I think a lot of us need to be really careful with what we listen to and what we ingest into our bodies. Because at the end of the day, what these media outlets are trying to do is keep us separated because they understand what we don't understand yet, which is that if we stay united, if we are all together, we can make a huge difference. If we all unite as minorities, go out and vote these people out of power, it would make a massive difference. But instead, we choose to fight each other. And your average person would start thinking, but why would the media try to divide us? I know I asked myself that. And then I started doing a little bit more research about who really owns these media companies. And maybe you guys should do some of the research. Turns out it's a lot of these same rich white men that are in power and stay in power because of the racial system that enables them to be in power. Even if it's not the elected officials, the owners of the companies have the elected officials in their pockets. Therefore, it behooves the elected official to make laws to benefit these men and their companies. 
so the system can stay in place. So then the media company distributes material that benefits the owner of the company, as any company would do. But then you find yourself investigating and you realize that they do far more than just distribute misinformation and shift topics. They create different things to separate us and popularize them. Different skin tones, different labels, different styles. They create these little racial tools. And we fight each other using the tools that they hand to us to do it. Just think about the titles that they place on us and we happily enforce. Titles like light skin and dark skin, you know, titles that different races have within each other to tell each other apart that were originally probably given to us by white men to distinguish us and we for some reason run with them as well we need to educate ourselves as a population and be a lot more in tune to what these people are feeding into our brains media puts so many different titles into our head that we don't even process all of the things that they're actually doing. And it's not just news. It's not just things like that. It's things like Facebook, things like Twitter, things like Instagram. They have infiltrated all that and they feed us information slowly. And we slowly adopt it as if it's normal. And it's something that is so incredible to watch if you pay attention to what you're watching. And for that, you need to be educated. And uh, I, listen, I'm not a college graduate or anything, and I, I'm not, I don't pretend to be an expert in any way or shape or form, but I at least try to do the most research that I can and see as many of the different angles of things as I can, because then I could form the, the most complete picture that I think I can. And that is all that I can try to do. And that's what I ask of everybody listening to me is do your research figure out what's actually going on and figure out what these people are actually doing because it's incredible how quietly and efficiently they're oppressing people and it's incredible it's really incredible to just pay attention to sometimes and it all falls back to the same racist system that continues to be upheld and it's upheld by the same powerful white men that their grandfathers and their fathers had slaves. And we think of slavery as it's something so old. Slavery is less than a hundred years old from being abolished in the United States. Way less, way less. And I don't wanna give the actual number because to be honest, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it's something so recent that less than two generations ago, there was people still slaves. There's old people from the generation of the slaves that had kids that are still alive today you know th there's a lot of different things that are still going on and are still very oppressive women are still getting attacked left and right that private from the military base that is just missing and miraculously there was six men from the same military base that got charged for human trafficking and they don't think that's a coincidence you know, there's things like black men being lynched and it being called suicides that we need to be aware of. This is why we are protesting. Because Martin Luther King said it best one time and 
there's no better way to explain it. An injustice against one of us is an injustice against all of us. And right now, we are fighting for the Black Lives Matter movement because black men are getting murdered and killed legally by cops legally killing black men because somebody told them they had a fake $20 bill. Legally killing black men because they were selling loose cigarettes. It's not okay. It's not okay in any way. And for all you that are saying, okay, yeah, they're killing white men too. Okay, then get up and protest. Why aren't you protesting? Why are you saying it like that makes it okay? Get up and protest it. That's not okay. If, it's, if, if he's white, if he's black, if he's Mexican, it is not okay. But right now, the main people getting targeted is black men, and we need to protect them. We need to protect our black brothers, our black sisters. There's a black activist that is missing. Missing now. And she's just missing. That's all. You think the police are looking for her? You think the police are looking for somebody that's actively hunting what they do down? Of course not. That's they're, Come on, they're not looking for her. They're just doing what's best for them. And we need to understand we need to all stand up and we need to fight because they are making a fool out of all of us. And it's crazy. And we are letting it happen. And if for all my white viewers, you have to understand right now you have a responsibility to use your privilege. And I'm not saying go out and stand in front of a bullet for somebody. I'm saying if you see somebody getting mistreated, you have the duty to stand up. Because one day you may find yourself being the minority. And I don't know if you would want to be treated the way those the minorities are. And you need to be careful. And I'm speaking from my perspective because I'm a Hispanic male. And the way I've been treated sometimes and the way I've been looked at sometimes has made me sick. I'm talking being a collegiate athlete with good grades, going to school, being looked at the same as if I was a thug. And since I'm in the topic, let me just discuss this word thug. It's crazy because we've been so programmed with that word. As soon as I said that, you pictured something. And I'm not going to say what it was because I know what I pictured. But I pictured a cop killing somebody on the street, then going home to his family and telling him that he resisted. That's a thug. That's a thug. That's what I picture when I thought. And if you picture somebody else, shame on you. That's a thug. The judge that's letting human traffickers get away because they're white. There was a there was a white lady that hung a toddler and got probation. And there was a black woman that faked her address so that her kid could go to a better school. And the black woman went to jail. If that seems fair to you, I don't know what to tell you. 
The police are actively hunting people of color and we need to stand up. That is why we are protesting. Don't mistake the rioting and the looting and the damage that's going on as what's actually happening. Yes, we are frustrated. And yes, if you oppress us, we will burn it to the ground. I have a scenario for you. We all went to school. Let's say you're at school and you have your playground bully. Bullies you, beats you up, does whatever he wants, takes your lunch money. Go to the teacher. Tell the teacher she's bullying you, show the bruises. Teacher doesn't do anything. Okay? Then, next day, tell another teacher. You do that for a week, nobody does nothing. Then you go up the ladder. You tell the principal. Principal doesn't do anything. Bully keeps bullying you, keeps taking your money, keep dying, keeps doing all that extra stuff. You tell your mom. Your mom goes and tells the superintendent. Superintendent does nothing. Bully keeps bullying you. Then one day the bully tries to bully you and you punch him in the face and give him a black eye. Everybody's like, what is wrong with you? Why are you punching him in the face? Well, how, how, how would you feel? The system failed you. That is what the system has done to us. You oppress us and you kill us. We sue you, we lose. We file criminal charges, we lose. We take it to the Supreme Court, we lose. We speak out, we make social media movements. Black men are still getting killed. We do everything that you want us to do and we are still getting killed. And I'm not a black man myself, black man myself. But I have enough respect for a human life and enough of pigment in my skin that I have been racially profiled simply because of other people's ignorance. So I can only imagine what it feels like. So when I say we, it's because I feel the same pain they feel because you don't listen. The system doesn't listen and it, it's frustrating, but the system is the bully. The courts are the teachers, district courts, Supreme Courts, appeals court, deans, superintendents, they fail. Police are the bully, the system is the bully. Now we gotta give you a black eye so you'll listen. And the, if there's another way, please share it with the community that needs it. Because from my perspective, we have tried and they have tried everything, but nothing changes. Black men are still getting found hung. And we keep protesting and we keep doing all these things and it just seems like nothing is changing. So we need to keep pushing. We need to make sure that we stay on it and don't let up on any of the causes. Another thing that's really interesting right now, immigration. 
there's kids literally being kept in cages by the same system that's oppressing black men, the same system that's killing innocent people and being enabled by this racist, supremacist-based ideology. They're concentration camps. Let's just call them what they are. That's all they are. Kids are being kept in cages. And if your response to that kind of thing is they shouldn't have crossed the border illegally, then you don't have an opinion problem. We have a humanity problem because you cannot think about any person as doing something so illegal that they could be kept in a cage like that. Especially when you consider that the crime is simply looking for a better life. Running from the countries that the U.S. has had a major hand in corrupting. If you look at all of the Central American immigrants that come up, be it from Honduras, from El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, Belize, all those countries, Costa Rica, Panama, them to a lesser degree, but still. They're all running away from gang violence, police corruption, and overall poverty, caused in a large part by governments that have been corrupted and put in place by the United States. You could find all kinds of examples throughout Latin America. So that's what they are running from. And they're looking for the American dream. All the drugs that get into the United States, the biggest producer of cocaine is, Co- is Colombia, pardon me. The biggest consumer is the United States of America. It is far, far more affordable and cheap to transport this through land routes that are less guarded and more corrupt. And because of these, all these countries have experienced an incredible crime wave. And it's, it's something that has been caused in a large part by the exploitation of these countries. And again, it's really simple for us to just stand by because it doesn't affect us directly. But we need to fight for equality for everybody. We need to understand that right now we are fighting one cause. But please, everybody who's fighting this cause, look at the results that it will have. Look at the results that the Black Lives Movement has already had. And we have to continue fighting for everybody and all the equality. Juneteenth is finally going to be recognized as a real holiday. It's finally being spoken about. All these things. DACA finally got approved to be a thing by the Supreme Court after Donald Trump has been continuously trying to remove the only protection that these innocent children that were brought over under nothing, none of their own merits. Somebody else made that decision for them and they were punished for it. 
there's victories happening everywhere, but the injustice is more widespread and we need to continue to fight. We need to continue to unite. It's going to be a long, long process. Anybody who thinks that this is going to change overnight, you're sadly, sadly mistaken. We have to always fight. We have to continue to be there for each other and fight and unite as communities. This is going to be the only way that we make a difference. I really, really hope that I can try to make a difference as much as I can. Just trying to educate myself and doing everything I can to educate my family and people around me. And I urge everybody listening to do the same thing. It's important that we unite with each other and we be good to each other. We all hold a social responsibility to educate ourselves to understand all the injustices going on. The Black Lives Matter movement is the main focus right now, but we need to understand that it is not the only thing going on. We need to continue to protest every injustice. Kids are in cages, women are being trafficked. People of different races are being harassed. Asians are still being harassed because of this COVID-19. COVID-19 is still a broad problem. Texas, Florida, most of the states that did premature opening have tripled their numbers of, of patients. There are so many injustices going on, and that is just in the United States. We need to, as a civilization, pay attention and understand that there's injustice everywhere and we need to step up and fight keep protesting keep making your voice being heard every single topic that i covered here i'm gonna dive into it a little bit deeper with the different guests hopefully from now on i'll be able to have a guest this was just a rerun of an episode that i had already done on facebook live but i wanted to give it to you guys on on all the podcast uh platforms if you guys have any topics that you want me to discuss or anything that you want to say to me about this episode, be it good or bad, I take it all as constructive. Please follow me on all social media and let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you guys have any episodes or any topics that you want me to talk about. Let me know if you want to be part of the show. I really do appreciate all the support that I've been getting through this podcast. Thank you guys very much. Keep listening. Um, I will try to improve everything about the podcast from the presentation to the sound quality to everything. Remember, guys, be good to each other. Love each other. Keep fighting. Keep protesting. It is our responsibility to change. Remember, your vote matters. Vote people out of office. I know I've said this a million times throughout this podcast, but please, these are all things that we need to understand from now on, I will always have a new episode every Friday at 8 o'clock, Colorado Central Time. Please, if you guys could always be on the lookout, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. I really, really do appreciate all the support. If you want to check out how to help me out more, you can go to Patreon and follow me on there at the Beach Chair Experience. Thank you, everybody, and have a great rest of your week. 
This has been a Beach Chair Experience. Thank you very much for listening. And remember to tune in next week at the same time for the new episode. Follow us on all social media at The Beach Chair Experience. Be kind to each other, find your happiness, and have a good one.